It's time for another edition of Mets Musings. Hi, this is Ron Darling. Uh, this is Skip Lockwood. Hi, I'm Ron Swoboda of the 69 New York Mets, and you're listening to Mets Musings with Gary Mack. Now it's time for some New York Mets baseball talk. Here's Gary Mack bringing you the latest news and analysis from Mets Nation and the world of baseball on another edition of Mets Musings. Hello and welcome to another edition of Mets Musings. Yes, we have a lot of official things to announce. The boycott, or the lockout, I should say, of MLB players is official with the expiration of the CBA. So we have no baseball, but yet we had a lot of baseball before the lockout occurred, especially in Mets land as the Mets went uh, a little crazy as the wallet was opened and Uncle Stevie spending like a drunken sailor, but... All good, all to help and better this team going into the 2022 season, if there is a 2022 season. Of course, the big signing was that signing of Max Scherzer. It is official. He met the press yesterday, and the Mets signed him to a three-year deal worth $130 million. It contains an opt-out after the second season. The annual value, average annual value of roughly 43 mil is the highest ever for an MLB player. It also includes a full no trade clause, according to multiple reports. With the signing of Sherva, the Mets are adding one of the best pitchers in baseball to a starting rotation that already faces Jacob DeGrom. It's something that Max Scherzer said. He is looking forward to uh, working with Jacob DeGrom. Uh, two number ones, this could be uh, a great thing. And he said they should be able to do great things together. So uh, the Mets add Max Scherzer, one of the top free agents. Yes, I know his age is against them, 37 years old. But if you listen to him, and I hope that a lot of people do go and check out the interview that he did uh, yesterday in, during his introductory press conference. If you listen to him, and uh, uh, hopefully the pitchers will, uh, young pitchers will listen to him as well. He has a work ethic, and he knows exactly what he's doing. He knows exactly how his arm feels, how it should feel where it should be at a certain time, uh, even explain the whole why he suffered arm fatigue in the postseason last year. Um, very interesting, and, and I suggest that instead of me trying to explain it, that you go listen to that interview. I'm sure it's on YouTube or one of the other sites or, or on the Mets site, uh, SNY TV. One of them, go listen to that interview, very enlightening, and um, uh, you'll you, you get a taste of how his mind works as a pitcher. And um, 
you know, maybe everybody should listen to that, uh, especially the young pitchers. So Max Scherzer in the house, and a few hours after Max was uh, announced, the Mets also announced the official signing of Eduardo Escobar, utility man and an all-star um, that they acquired via free agency. Uh, as well as Starling Marte, uh, their center fielder that they've been looking for, and Mark Canha, uh, another free agent they signed, all on, on Black Friday. So um, Mets went uh, crazy a little bit, opening up the wallet, but all good acquisitions. Escobar gives them, you know, uh, he, he played over 100 innings last year, I believe, at first and second and third, 100 innings at each. So very versatile. He could plug in at third base. Uh, Kian Ha gives them a power-hitting outfielder who looks like will probably be replacing uh, Michael Conforto at this point in time. With the signing, with the his signing, and uh, Conforto looking for a uh, multi-year contract, who knows though? Because now nobody can sign uh, with this lockout. So, um, and uh, of course, Scherzer places Thor or Stroman. More on that in a second. Um, and Starling Monte is the center fielder that's been looking to good speed, power, and uh, uh, terrific uh, defensive center fielder. So um, that'll move Nimmo to left. Kianha probably will be in right and Marte in center. That will be your outfield for the most part next year. Uh, unless, you know, more changes occur after the CBA is uh, settled and signed and delivered. And uh, we have baseball back on track again. But as of right now, the lockout is in effect and means the, the teams cannot talk to players or free agents at this time. So you will see no trades, no, uh, no, sign, no more signings until after this is resolved. However... In a strange way, the Mets could benefit by this uh, lockout in that they are, they were slightly behind. Even with signing free agents, amazing thing, they still don't have a manager or a coaching staff. And yet uh, these guys are taking a chance on, on you know, who's going to be there with them to uh, help uh, work with them and guide them. The lockout gives the Mets a chance to catch up um, with their front office. It gives Epler a chance to bring in people that he's familiar with, that he's comfortable with. Gives him a chance to hire a manager. Gives him a chance to hire staff for the manager, coaching staff. Uh, so it could be a good thing. It could hurt them in that once they have a manager and a coaching staff in place and they cannot contact the players to get, uh, you know, to uh, build a, a foundation in between players and the manager and the coaches. So 
it, it, it's sort of uh, half of, uh, you know, half of one six, whatever the saying is. <laughs> but so it could work for the Mets and could work against the Mets at the same time. But um, they are a little bit behind with that front office stuff. So I think it can can't hurt but be um be an aid are we gonna look at a big long lockout who knows at this point in time uh, according to the commissioner the uh players union aren't willing to negotiate on anything they came to the table with what they wanted and um were not very flexible. The owners made a couple of uh, counter demands or counter proposals, and uh, they were shot down almost immediately, and nothing was added to them. So we'll see. How are they going to get them back to the table? What could they possibly come up with? I don't know. They already suggested the universal DH. Um, longer playoffs uh, and, and and things along that line. Uh, but uh, players want to change the whole free agent system. They want to change a number of things. And some might be good and some might be not good towards the game. A couple of things doesn't sound like it's too would not be good for the competitive balance of the game. They, they think it would be. The Players Association, but when you read it, it doesn't seem like it would be. Uh, but we'll have to see what as we uh, go on. The um, we had another deadline before the CBA expired, and that was the who you going to tender contracts to, and non-tender contracts to, and the, and the club non-tendered. Robert Gizelman, as well as fellow right-hander Steve Nogasek and outfielder Mark Payton clearing critical 40-man roster places, um, which they needed for the four guys that they signed. So uh, Gizelman is a free agent now. He could resign on a minor league deal perhaps. Uh, same thing with Nogasek and Peyton. We'll have to see what the Mets decide to do and what the players decide to do at that point in time. Uh, the Mets also claim the right-handed pitcher Antonio Santos off of waivers. He appeared in seven games with the Rockies in 2021, going 0-1 with a 4.76 ERA, five walks, 10 strikeouts in 11 and a third innings. The native of the Dominican Republic has appeared in 10 career games since making his Major League debut with the Rockies in 2020. So looking to fill out uh, spots, you know, um, always something we're going to do. But all of that, as I said, has stopped and will continue to be uh, stopped until the CBA is signed and agreed upon and negotiated and all of that stuff and then signed, sealed, and delivered to us. And uh, we wait and see at this point in time. But let's take a break and come back and discuss some other things 
right after this. Baseball and BBQ, your place for interesting baseball talk, opinions, and history. Baseball and BBQ, your place for barbecue recipes, tips, and interviews from the world of barbecue. If you like baseball and if you like barbecue, then tune in to Baseball and BBQ. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and BaseballTalkRadio.com. Wouldn't it be great if you could get a Ph.D. in life through baseball? Welcome to Baseball Ph.D., a tour company for your brain. 30 major league teams, 100 places to see. Let's touch them all as we make the road trip of a lifetime. Follow me on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Musings. On Twitter at Mets Musings GM. The Instagram is Mets Musings and on YouTube at Mets Musings Mac. Wish to be a part of the show? Give us a call at 516 619 6341. Okay, and we're back. And, you know, we Mets fans can be a fickle bunch and so. Why don't you let me know how you feel about these deals that the Mets have made so far and uh, what picks do you think the Mets should make for manager? You know, the rumor mill is going there and most of the, um, the rumors are about guys that, that uh, Billy Epler, the new GM of the Mets, has had uh, contact with or or who have worked with before and we'll go over a couple of them but that's mostly who they're giving now uh, he said yesterday in the press conference announcing Scherzer that he had a list and a groups of names and was going to discuss them with Steve Cohen and either yesterday or or as we record this today they could be talking so we'll see how that pans out and i would imagine in the next few days you know names are going to leak out but um, some of the names that that have been rumored already was uh, of course buck showalter buck showalter gets mentioned in any opening that comes out uh and uh, he has no known connection to epler but uh, uh, other names was brad osmus who uh, worked with Epler in L.A. In fact, he hired him out there uh, as manager. And uh, Joe Espada, the Houston uh, Astros bench coach, who's on been interviewed and, and is on everybody's list, apparently. And he worked with uh, Epler when Epler was with the Yankees. There's some other names. Uh, Eric Chavez, I think, was another name that came up that Epler worked with and, and hired as an assistant in uh, in L.A. with the Angels. Um, Ron, Ron Washington came up, and uh, it's an interesting name. I thought he'd be off the board by now at this particular point in time, but... Uh, so far, nothing. So, uh, Ron Washington is still out there. He was the Atlanta Braves third base coach. Uh, he did manage uh, the Texas Rangers and has a good record, good reputation with the players. Um, 
he might be a good pick for the Mets. So those are a few names that are being bandied about right now. I'm sure we will hear some um, more names as the offseason progresses and might be some guys that, that we've heard of and some guys we don't. Maybe Carlos Beltran's name gets thrown again into the mix. And, you know, he was hired once by the Mets and then let go in the whole um, – the whole Astros uh, cheating scandal thing came out and his name was mentioned prominently in that and uh, rather unfairly because he was the only player mentioned at that particular point in time uh, and it cost him a job and it, um, uh, you know, um, I don't think it was necessarily uh, a fair thing to do. I think the Mets should have stuck to their guns and stayed with him, but they decided not to, and, um, you know, it, it, I can't say that I blame him, but I, I didn't think it was the right thing to do. Um, you know, mostly a PR move, I guess, to look good, but um, let's be a little rebellious now and then. Certainly they've showed that side so far this season with the free agent signings. So, um We'll see. Uh, are the Mets done wheeling and dealing when they can again? Well, they are still looking for some more starting pitching. They could be looking for another bat. Um, they could be looking for some more relief help. And uh, that could all be taken care of. And... and you know, they may use some young guys. They still have, uh, let's not forget, uh, their rotation now will be uh, Scherzer, DeGrom, I guess Walker, Carrasco, and either McGill or Peterson. Or if I miss somebody, I, I uh, apologize. Scherzer, DeGrom. Uh, Walker, Carrasco, McGill, Peterson for that fifth spot, uh, or somebody else that they can bring in. Um, as you know by now, that they have that uh, Syndergaard, I think we reported this last week, signed with the Los Angeles Angels. Stroman is gone. Marcus Stroman signed with the Cubs for three-year deal, reportedly $71 million. Uh, and uh, and Baez uh, signed with the Detroit Tigers. So the Mets lost three, uh, I guess you could say, key free agents. I don't know if I would exactly say that, but um, lost three guys and... and um, but sign some good guys. And I, I think also just to jump back to the signings, I, I, I think, look, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not in a clubhouse, but I think it's a change of culture. Uh, I, I think, uh, when Baez came, he had a run in with the fans right away. 
Strowman is always outspoken and may not have been the best influence or the best guy in the clubhouse. Um, Syndergaard, who knows? He's been in and out for two years. So um, I would say with the guys they get got in, they seem to be much more even keel, much more... Uh, Suited for New York, perhaps. You can't have thin skin and play here. And and Stroman at times uh, exhibited thin skin. He would get on players. He'd get on uh, other other people. He would get on uh, some fans sometimes. So um, no doubt he could play here. But we don't know how the reaction in the uh, the clubhouse was. So, you know, you don't know how things shook up and, and what this change is going to do. Um, who knows? But it is a change and it's a shakeup in the clubhouse. And... Uh, we will see. Now with the departure of Baez, that opens up second base. It opens up second base for Escobar. It opens up second base for McNeil. It opens up second base for the return, possibly, of Cano if he comes back. If the CBA, when it gets settled, it 90%, I can almost guarantee it's going to be it's going to have a universal DH in it. So I think Cano will probably slide into that slot if the Mets don't release him. They might decide to pay him his money and release him. Or if he doesn't pass another drug test. But let's say he, he passes all the tests and the Mets keep him. So where are you going to play him? Well, the universal DH is the most. Throw him in second once in a while. Uh, but it would make the most sense to have him DH 90% of the time. You can also move um, Alonzo in there once in a while to give him a day off if you don't, you know, from the field and give uh, Dom Smith a game or two at first base. If Dom Smith is going to be here. Same thing with McNeil. Will McNeil be here? McNeil had the problem with Lindor last year. Um, they had that little shoving match. There was no rat or raccoon or whatever, the squirrel, whatever the argument was. There was nothing like that. It went deeper than that. And there's a a dislike there between Lindor and uh, McNeil. Can they play together? Sure they can. Can they play well together? Without a doubt. The question is, what goes on in the clubhouse? If the Mets aren't happy with that combination, they can make that deal. Perhaps McNeil gets traded. Perhaps Dom Smith gets traded because now there's not going to be a lot of playing time for him. With the acquisition of Canha and and uh, Marte, as I said earlier, that's going to move Nimmo to left field. That cuts down on uh, 
Smith's appearances in left field. Now you always need, you know, extra outfielders. So, um, and Beanie does play first base. He could flop between the two, but uh, right now looks like it would cut into his playing time. Same thing with J.D. Davis. If you look at Escobar playing third base, that could cut into and and uh, Nimmo in left field again, and Smith in left field. Where does that leave J.D. Davis? He could be on the trade block as well. Uh, there are rumors that the Mets are interested in Chris Bryant, who can play left field and play third base and play some first base. So if they were to pursue Chris Bryant and sign him, that cuts more into the playing time of uh Possibly McNeil, possibly uh, uh, J.D. Davis and and uh, Smith and or J. Uh, uh, I said Davis uh, and Dom Smith. So a lot of calculations going on now that these guys that they signed are in place. Maybe Epler, you know, it's been he. He's only been here like two weeks, and he made four signings already. So, it's been a roller. Co- it's it's been a roller coaster ride for him. Now maybe he gets a chance to settle down, look a little bit deeper at the team. Now looks at the roster, can plug people into places. You know, on the infield, Alonzo and Lindor are. That's it. They they're solid, right there, first and short. Second and third, you still got question marks. But you have the bodies and the players to move into different spots. Escobar could go into third. McNeil, Cano, uh, can play second. Guillaume is still with this team. He could play second. He could play short. He could play third. His He's going to be valuable because he, he can play shortstop as well. Um, Escobar can play shortstop but hasn't played it in a few years, so uh, I, you know, he could he could play it in an emergency, but I think you'd be better off with a guy like uh, keeping a guy like Guillaume around. So, a lot of question marks and a lot of things to be answered, but we'll get no answers until after the CBA is signed. So, uh, it, it's going to be a wait and see thing, and. Uh, you know, the next things is going to be managers and a coaching staff. I am positive that's what they're going to work on now. Uh, and and I'm also positive that they will work on potential free agents still out there that they may want to sign at a different level. They could sign some lower-level free agents to fill in bullpen or maybe, you know, another outfielder or to even just to fill out uh, some some uh, spots at Syracuse or wherever they may need, you know, the minor league free agents. I'm sure they'll look very closely now and pay a lot of attention to the minor leagues, especially, you know, some of the guys that are getting there, like Vientos and Batty uh, and Maurizio and Alvarez. They'll be looking at those guys intently as they can uh, right now. Uh, it's just the major league players. So it is a time of study now for Epler, and, and, but 
it's a time of uh, hiring as well as he'll be looking to hire for manager and the coaching staff. So uh, it's going to be a very interesting time. With the holidays coming up, uh, still not sure of a schedule yet for Mets Musings. We usually a weekly show. Uh, got a little off of that sometimes during uh, this season at the end and the, in the beginning of the off season. Um, but it is a weekly show. We try to do a weekly show, especially during the season. Um, but with the holidays coming up and now with the CBA, um, may not be much to report. So we'll, we'll play. We're going to play it by ear. So that's what I'm going to do. And what I ask you to do is to, uh, if you watch the show on, on YouTube, please hit that subscribe button. Also hit the like button. Uh, that that makes the YouTube people happy, makes me happy, and the subscribe button by subscribing you'll and you'll always know when another uh, edition of the podcast is coming out. Same thing with um, with the audio version. If you listen to the audio version and you listen on Apple Podcasts or Google Play. Uh, or uh, wherever you get your podcast from, uh, you can hit the subscribe button. Hit a subscribe button, and they, you will get notified if you have your notifications on um, when a new episode of Mets Musings will be released. If not, just keep checking on Facebook page at uh, facebook.com Mets Musings. It's it's a group. Well, you can just type in the search bar, type in Mets Musings. It should come up. It's one word. So uh, I think it's one word in there. Um, and you'll be able to follow us that way as well. And I want to thank you all for uh, your uh, patience and your uh, listenership if that's a word. Thank you for listening and watching on YouTube. And, uh, you know, I will be back before Christmas. I'm just not sure how often it's going to be. But remember, until the next time we're together, remember to keep the faith, stay optimistic, and remember to let's Go Mets. And I'll see you next time on another edition of Mets Musings.